Hello and welcome to the Our Dad Stamps podcast. My name is Pete West and I've spent half a lifetime collecting stamps and more than 10 years buying and selling them. In these podcasts I want to share some personal stories, tips and tricks that I've learned along the way and maybe encourage a few non-philatelists to take up this fascinating and absorbing hobby. I hope you enjoy the podcast. again from Our Dad Stamps. Before I start today's podcast, I'd just like to give you an update on uh, events since my last podcast. For those of you that have listened to it, you will know that it included a section about the problems I was having with eBay. Well, I'm pleased to say that the weekend after I released that podcast, all the issues I was having miraculously disappeared. I received no notification from eBay at all. I haven't received any communication at all from them but I noticed after the weekend that suddenly my items were being relisted automatically again and so I checked it out and found that my account had been reinstated. I have done nothing different I still haven't paid the zero pound and zero pence and two weeks later it's still working fine so I'm at a loss to know what has happened. Obviously whatever the bug was they found someone to to fix it but it would have been nice to have received some sort of communication from them to let me know that it's happened anyway faced with the daunting task of moving 1500 items across to another marketplace i have decided to leave it as it is for the moment to to see what happens i am toying with the idea of putting new items on a different marketplace but at the moment I'm not going to move across what I've already got and we'll wait and see. I will keep you informed. Anyway, back to today's podcast and I thought I'd talk about Chinese New Year. Uh, The Chinese New Year this year was on the 1st of February and this year it's the Year of the Tiger. So I thought it'd be a good opportunity to, to talk about stamps that feature the Chinese New Year. For those of you that don't know, Chinese New Year is often called the Lunar Year because it follows the lunar calendar. And it starts when the new moon appears, the first new moon of the year between 21st of January and the 20th of February. So according to Western calendars, the date changes. And it's on a 12-year cycle. Currently, we're in the year of the tiger, which started on the 1st of February. Next year will be the year of the rabbit, then the year of the dragon, and then snake, horse, goat, monkey, rooster, dog, pig, rat, and ox. Um, So since they've been produced on stamps, each year will feature one of those animals, particular animals, and it has become quite a thematic interest where people collect either all 12 of the animals or all 12 of the uh, lunar year stamps or in some cases specialise in just one year. It may be that they just collect stamps about the year of the tiger and you would look for anything connected with tigers or it could be that you collect anything that says Chinese New Year or Lunar New Year 
but it makes an interesting and varied collection. And although it started out slowly, as you can see, most of them are fairly recent stamps. Now, almost all countries produce stamps with the Chinese New Year on them. So if it's something that interests you, then maybe it'd be worth collecting. I first became interested in Chinese New Year stamps when in 2017, I was lucky enough to be visiting Singapore. And it was the time of the new year, the year of the rooster, as it was at that point. And I visited the Singapore Philatelic Museum. Now, if you ever get the chance to visit the Singapore Philatelic Museum, it's an absolutely brilliant place to go and spend a morning or even a whole day. They've got exhibits on two floors and it ranges from the rare and unusual stamps. One exhibition features what is believed to be the only set of Indian Victorian stamps, complete set on, on a cover. But there are lots of other things in there, as well as a whole feature on forgeries. They had a separate room on Harry Potter on stamps. And a lot of it is geared towards children and encouraging children to get into stamp collecting. Uh, but there's also a lot of information and interesting articles for, for this more serious stamp collector. So it's definitely worth a visit and I would thoroughly make, recommend you go and see it. I've just had a check before I did this podcast and I noticed it's actually closed at the moment and is going to be reopening this later this year as a children's museum. Now, I hope when they do that, that they are going to include a lot of the features they still had about stamps. I'm assuming they will because it was a large part of the museum. But maybe they're trying to attract the, the younger element more by featuring other things that would interest children. Anyway, I would definitely recommend visiting the, uh, the Postal Museum. And uh, yeah, let me know what you think. Anyway, back to the story. I was I first got into uh, Chinese New Year stamps because when I was there, I visited the stamp museum one day and the receptionist said to me that if you come back tomorrow, there is a well-known local dealer who uh, has hand-drawn a load of first-day covers and will be selling a limited edition of special first-day covers for, for the Year of the Rooster. So I thought it was a, a good opportunity and one really that I couldn't miss as a stamp collector. And the guy was someone called Johnny Lois, who is a trained graphic designer and went to university in the UK apparently, uh, but is from Singapore and is well known in Singapore for his collection of Chinese New Year stamps. So I went to see him the next day and, and bought a load of first day covers of all the different designs that he'd produced. And that really started my interest in Chinese New Year stamps. But I was quite surprised to learn that commemorating the Chinese New Year on stamps is a relatively recent phenomenon. The first one I could find, and I may be wrong on this, but I, I really haven't been able to find anything before that, was from Hong Kong in 1967 when it was the year of the Ram. And that is the first one I can see. And since 1967, Hong Kong have produced commemorative stamp every year. Since the year 2000, 
Hong Kong have produced not only the regular four stamp set to commemorate the uh, the lunar year, but also a series of mini sheets. And these mini sheets include things like silk laden paper, which has a, a really nice feel to it, and gold and silver inlaid stamps. Now the gold and silver inlaid stamps look quite spectacular. And obviously because of the gold content, they're also very valuable. I really like them and I'm beginning to build up a, a good collection of these stamps. And it's worth looking into if you haven't seen them yet. I will put a couple of images on the on the video, but the images really don't do them justice. So have a look out for these stamps and uh, um, it's certainly worth collecting. When you think about Chinese New Year stamps, you would naturally think that China would be the first country to produce them. But as we have seen, it's, it's not the case. The first stamp commemorating the New Year with China on it was in 1968 to celebrate the Year of the Rooster for the following year. But it was actually produced for the Chinese Nationalist Republic, which is now Taiwan. The first one for the People's Republic of China was not until 1980, when a stamp now known as the Golden Monkey Stamp was produced. This is a really interesting stamp. As I said, it was produced in 1980 for the Year of the Monkey. And at the time, there were over 5 million of the stamps issued. You would think with such a large print run that it would be quite easy to get hold of these days. But in actual fact, it's almost impossible to buy one. I had a quick look on eBay before producing this podcast, and you need to pay over $1,000 to get a copy. And there were only about three or four genuine items for sale. Recently, at auction in Hong Kong, four complete sheets of this stamp came up for sale. Two of them were in perfect mint condition and they sold for £81,800 each. The other two, which had slight faults in them, either light creases or, uh, in one case, uh, a couple of crease stamps, sold for over 70000 So it's remarkable how popular these stamps are. And there's possibly a few reasons for this. One is the resurgence of, of popularity in Chinese stamps. More and more Chinese people are now collecting stamps. And since this is quite an iconic stamp for the Chinese people, it's, it's one that everybody wants. It also may be to do with good fortune as well. The stamp was printed with a solid bright red background and is of the value of eight fen. Both of those, the color red and the number eight are considered very lucky in China. So it may be this is a simple reason why it's such a popular stamp. And as I said, it's, it's very difficult to get hold of. There are many forgeries around, and if you're looking to buy one, be very, very careful. Uh, a lot of these forgeries are very good and difficult to distinguish between the real and the not real. So I would recommend getting a certified copy, but do expect to pay a lot of money for them. They're not a cheap stamp anymore despite the numbers that were printed. By the 1990s, a few more countries had joined in with producing stamps for the Chinese New Year. America 
uh, Canada and Singapore all produced Chinese New Year stamps during the 90s. But it was not until 2014 that the UK produced its first stamp to commemorate the, the Chinese New Year. And that was in the form of a mini sheet. They then didn't produce another one until this year. And again, they produced a mini sheet commemorating the Year of the Tiger. But as far as I can tell, those are the only two stamps issued in Britain for the, for the Lunar New Year. Um, so maybe they've got some catching up to do. Since recording the first part of this podcast, I've discovered that actually Japan was the first country to produce Chinese New Year stamps. And they produced the first one in 1950 to commemorate the Year of the Tiger. And then did so for several years after that. So it may surprise you to know, but it was actually Japan, not China, that produced the first Chinese New Year stamp. Nowadays, many countries are producing stamps to commemorate the Chinese New Year. But it does make a good choice for a thematic collection. Whether you collect all the stamps for one particular lunar year, or anything to do with the Chinese New Year, or the stamps from the animal of your lunar year. As I said, it does make a good thematic collection and it may be something you could look into. Anyway, thank you for listening and I'll see you again in two weeks' time on another edition of Our Dad Stamps Podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope you found it interesting and enjoyable. Don't forget you can visit my online stores at eBay and Dell Camp under the name of Our Dad Stamps, where I have over 2,000 items for sale. Please join us again in two weeks' time for another edition of Our Dad Stamps podcast.